I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Remain, but there's everything to gain for those who are called by Janet. 
Rose gold on my wrist, amethyst on my neck. You impressed, I care less. Your whole style compressed in the box like the rest on the shelf in FedEx. Who am I? The seed. I'm the blood that you bleed. The amniotic fluid that the unborn will feed. I proceed in the paper. I'm papyrus and the reed. I'm earth. I am stars. I am first. Watch me lead. I'm space. I am dark. I am Noah and the ark. I am heaven. I am light. I am stillness. I am flight. I'm the heights and the depths and the all in between. I am good when I'm good, but a beast when I'm in danger, danger. I eat your rhymes up with a spoon. Danger, danger. I beat your rhymes up with my goons. We can settle be fun the darkest side of the moon, but you better make it quick cause I'll be out of here soon. On deck, yeah, I'm set headphones on my dome, yellow beads on my neck. You gon' wreck, I'm a vet since the days of commit. Rock shows with my crook and my flail on my chest. I am two hydrogens plus the oxygen gen. Melanated, so they callin' me a African gen. I am your Atantawa queen champion. Give me your enemy and I will battle them. Blum. Who am I? I'm the truth. I am 100 proof. I am now, I am then, I am old, I am new. I am joy, I am love, I am pain causing hurt. I am so cold, jewelry and a rock and burst. I'm mahogany, ladies first, run house, black cop, rock and roll, reggaeton, R&B and hip hop, gym bay, beatbox, turntable, planet rock, bam, bada, jam, master, money, love and stop rock. You are surf, I am lord. I will slice up your lines with my personal sword. I'm sharp like I'm into what groundbreaking force. You stay mad cause I tower and you falling short. I'm life, I am death, I am all things between. I am most times invisible but seldom unseen. I'm queen, I am pauper, mother, daughter, air, ether, fire, water, 
Brahmin, Shekhar, Amin, Kali, Lakshmi, Vishnu, Brahma, Ama, Vessel, Balance, Lepo, Chaos, Discord, Heaven, Truffle, Single, Double, Wormhole, Tunnel, All In, Nothing, Lightweight, Crushing, Highest, Lowest, Teacher, Poet, Greatest, MC, Figure, Bluffing, Bluffing, exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane. Grace and peace be upon you. Theme is Delve into Twelve. Delve into Twelve. The Twelve Disciplines of Mind, the Twelve Virtues, the Twelve Jewels, the Twelve Gates of Heaven, the Twelve Powers of Man, the 12 hierarchies, the celestial hierarchies, and on and on. Let's delve into 12 this evening and see what it has to do with us and what the Most High is telling us through the use of this number so many times in his word. And the praise up, we're going to start off with 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It's new times. The past has to stay there. We have to regenerate. 
Colossians 3, 9 to 10. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Renewed in knowledge. This is ancient sacred knowledge, overstand. Romans 1, 16. The righteous shall live by faith. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And Ephesians 6.17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Understand, it's in his word, 12. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Overstand. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, own salvation with fear and trembling. But it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And lastly, Revelation 2112 to 2127. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and a hundred and forty-four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall, it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, chalcedony, the fourth, an emerald, the fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, chrysoprasis, the eleventh, jacinth, the twelfth, an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. 
and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. They which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So the 12 tribes of Israel are also the 12 zodiac signs out of which the 12 solar types of bull are born. These are also the 12 Christian disciples, which refers to discipline. Discipline. Because there are, and these are, the 12 disciplines of mind in which one must excel during material life while under the powers of the 12 celestial hierarchies. Overstand. So we're going to delve into dwells <laughs> so the Most High can make revelation on our mind so that we won't be intertwined in all these distractions out here in the world that take us out of ourself as the Most High dwells within. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. Delve into 12, the 12 disciplines of mind. 12 virtues, 12 jewels, 12 gates of heaven, 12 powers of man, part one. Blessings and grace.
better work, spill the rest, spill the need in the dirt. If I leave hurt there, will I never hurt again? What we did ain't the plan. Without my sorrow, I'm a fish without a pen. King without a queen. Feeling what I mean? 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 Feeling what I Feeling what I Feeling what I Feeling what I My pockets are heavy with color Blessings and grace. And now let's delve into 12. So the meanings of the number 12. 12 can be found in 187 places in God's word. Revelation alone has 22 occurrences of the number. The meaning of 12, which is considered a perfect number, is that it symbolizes God's power and authority, as well as serving as a perfect governmental foundation. It also symbolizes completeness, or the nation of Israel as a whole. For example, Jacob, Israel, had 12 sons, each of which represented a tribe begun by a prince, for 12 princes total. Ishmael, who was born Abraham through Hagar, also had 12 princes. God specified the 12 unleavened cakes of bread be placed every week in the temple with frankincense next to each of the two piles that were to be made. The priests were commanded to change the bread every Sabbath. Christ called and chose 12 men to bear witness to what he did and to spread the good news of the gospel to the entire world. After he was raised from the dead, Jesus told the 11 disciples, Judas had killed himself, that God had given him all power and authority in both earth and heaven. Matthew 28:18. So 12,000 from each tribe of Israel, 144,000 total, will receive salvation during the end times great tribulation, Revelation 7. As a set of 144,000, 12 times 12,000, possibly the same as those in chapter 7, will be taken from earth in order to serve and follow the Lamb of God, Revelation 14, 1 to 5. Christ's bride in Revelation 12, the church wears a crown containing 12 stars. New Jerusalem, which is made in heaven and brought to earth by God himself, contains 12 gates made of pearl, which are each manned by an angel. Over each gate will be one of the names of Israel's 12 tribes. The walls multiply by itself 144 cubits high. 
with the city itself being 12,000 furlong square. And there are also 12 names in the Bible that only have two letters. 12 names in the Bible that only have two letters. They are A-I from Joshua 7-2, R, which is A-R, Numbers 2115, Ed, overstand Joshua 2234, Er, E-R, Genesis 383, Ear, I-R, 1 Chronicles 712, No, in Jeremiah 4625, Og, in Numbers 2133, On, in Numbers 1611, Peh, which is P.E., Psalm 119, verse 129. So Kings, 2 Kings 17.4, is so, S-O. And in Genesis 11.28, it's er, you are. And Genesis 10.23, it's uz, U-Z. The 12 patriarchs, from and including Shem, one of Noah's sons saved in the ark to Jacob, Israel, or Shem, Apoxhad, Selah, Hever, Peleg, Ru, Sarug, Nahor, Terah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appointed 12 officers over Israel. How is the number 12 related to an anointed service? Right, So 12 people are specially noted in Scripture as being anointed for the unique task or responsibility. They are Aaron and his four sons to serve as priests, right? Exodus 29, 7 to 9, and Saul, David, and Solomon to serve as kings over a united Israel. David's Absalom, who wanted to take the throne of his David but was killed, was anointed by some to be king, the remaining three specially anointed are King Jehu of Israel, Second Kings nine six, and King Joash, Joash, and Second Kings eleven twelve, and Jehoahaz, Second Kings twenty three thirty of Judah. The scripture's first recording of Jesus's words occurs when he is twelve years old, Luke two forty two. The high priest breastplate also called the breastplate of decision. I like that. The breastplate of decision had 12 stones embedded in it. Understand the inner standing of the stones and having it help you in making decisions. You know, hitting the chakra points, you know, illuminating, aligning. Each stone represented a tribe of Israel. The Urim and the Thummimim were part of the high priest's breastplate. They were primarily used to consult God regarding important matters. First Samuel 28.3-6 and also Numbers 27.21 and so on. But the first century historian Josephus, Talmud identi- identified the Urim and the Thummimim with the breastplate stone. Of all the numerals found in scripture, 12 along with 3, 4, 7, and 10, are unmistakably used in a symbolic fashion in God's word. It's unmistakable. Unmistakable. 
So 12 is the number of what is completed, which forms a whole, a perfect and harmonious unit. And the ancient civilizations like Oriental and and, um, Judaic, it corresponds to the plenitude, the completion, and the integrality of a thing, how everything fits together. It tells that it expresses the idea that the universe forms a whole, associated with the idea of differentiation. Ten plus two represents the manifestation of the Trinity to the four corners of the horizon. Three times four symbolize the command and the good and governs the space and time. That is to say the operation of the cosmos from where its designation of a cosmic number. It's a symbol of material and spiritual food because of the 12 breads which Jesus Christ broke to the Last Supper, himself being the bread of life. Number attributed to the government of the world or the cosmos. It is the creative capacity, and in some religions, it also expresses the Divine Mother. Apostles of Jesus Christ, Simon, whom he also called Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, called the Zealot, Jude, son of James, and Judas, Judas Iscariot, replaced after the ascension by, by Matthias. I mean, it's so deep how deep it goes. A woman suffered hemorrhages since 12 years, and she was cured by Jesus. In Luke 8:40, in Revelation, the 12 gates of the celestial city, the 12 kinds of precious stones, the 12 stars of the crown that wears the woman in Revelation 12:2, the trees of life which bear 12 crops of fruit in a year, each one in a month. Again, Revelation 12:2, the 12 minor prophets of the Old Testament: Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum. Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, the 12 sons of Ishmael, the 12 great priests of Chronicles, the 12 stones of the altar of the Alliance, the 12 names engraved on the pectoral, the 12 loaves of permanent offering on the golden table, the 12 branches to confirm the choice of Aaron, the 12 explorers sent to Canaan, the 12 stones chosen by 12 men in the Jordan to make a monument, the 12 administrators of Solomon for all of Israel, the 12 oxen of the Bronze Sea, the 12 strips made with the cloak of Ahijah, the 12 stones on the altar of Elijah, the sacrifices of the 12 animals, Proclaimed by Moses to all men of Israel, the twelve springs of Elam, the twelve tributes of Israel, Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Nephtali, Manasseh, Simon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. The twelve years required for the young Israelis to be admitted as son of the law the 12 precious stones were on the pectoral of the great priest Aaron, brother of Moses, the 12 sons of Jacob. I mean, the 12 is vast. And the 12 eras that the earth crosses in 26,000 years. 
I mentioned that in a prior podcast. It's something that I learned about some years ago. Um, at each of the 12 cycles of the humanity would incarnate a rescuer. You know, and then you have the 12 works, the 12 lunar years and the Chinese lunar calendar. I mean, it goes on. The 12 principal divinities in Greek mythology, the 12 names in, of the sun in Sanskrit. In Japanese cosmology, the, the, um, the creator sat on 12 sacred cushions. There would be 12 universe and the earth would belong to, belong to the 12. 12 universe, there would be 12 different solar systems. It is the number of proposals or verses of the Emerald Tablet, of those that know about that document, <laughs> that stone, that gem, summarizing all the teachings, the teachings of the Hermetic tradition. It's a document originating from Egypt, and it's attributed to Hermes Trismegistus. You know, the woman would carry her child during 12 months, three astral months, and nine physical months. In the Islamic religion, there are 12 imams. The imam is the preferential intermediary between men and God. For the Shiites, he would be descent of Ali, son of law of Muhammad. And the 12th imam, having disappeared at the age of four years old in 2060 of the Hagaria, with the death of his father, he had no successor, and he was considered alive and the 12 gods of Egypt. The 12 goes on and on. So how do we inculcate the 12 into ourselves? Okay? How do we do that? So it's indiscretion and habit. Indirection. Indirection and habit. Discipline works by indirection. A discipline is something we can do that enables us to do what we haven't yet been able to do by our own direct effort. Trying is not enough. Don't try. Train. Overstand. Don't try. Train. Is a way to paraphrase First Timothy 4.7. Our training is connected to us with the power much greater than our own. The spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So if you can't break the power of an addiction or um, something that's stopping you from getting what you need, it might even be fast food. With practice, you can experience the reality that fasting is feasting. Even though you're not eating, you're sustained in the joy and peace of God by meditating on scripture and praying. If you can get past the headaches and the grumpiness when fasting and learn to be sweet and strong without getting the food you need, then you can apply this to resisting your, your own compulsive behavior. And I've started this in my own life. I just made it the habit that on Wednesday when I do this podcast, I fast. I drink lots of tea and water and juice, and I just, it just makes me feel like I'm open and receptive more to the most high than having putting anything in me that would detract from that. The other way discipline works is because we're developing new and healthy habits. You know, you can't be good at golf without developing a number of specific habits in your body or any kind of sport or anything in, in just in general. 
you know, um, without thinking about it, we notice conditions. We have to break the ones that are stifling us. We need bodily habits that engage our mind and heart with God. We want to get into a position in our daily lives where we find ourselves meditating on scripture, praying or blessing the one who, you know, who's, who's um, blessed us and using an intelligent design course of discipline over time to do that. You know, it, 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 it takes time to grow in grace with Jesus, with, with, with the most high. To grow in grace, we need to practice some tried and true disciplines from both major categories of discipline, like abstinence, which is which is just in a sense of self-denial, and engagement, relationally with God and others. You know, those things that you know that you need to deny yourself in order to make space to focus on and connect with the Most High. That's the discipline of abstinence. Solitude, refraining from interacting with other people in order to be alone with the Most High and be found by him. Solitude is completed by silence. And silence, not speaking in a quiet place in order to quiet our minds and a whole self and to attend to God's presence. Also not speaking so that we can listen to others and bless them. So many people out here just want to be heard. You'd be surprised what silence can do and how comforting it can be sometimes. And Sabbath, doing no work to rest in God's person and provision, praying and playing with God and others. God designed this for one day a week. We can also practice it for shorter periods too. But you have to have some sort of Sabbath in your life. And secrecy, not making our good deeds or qualities known to let God or others receive attention and to find our sufficiency in God alone. Just make your moves. You don't have to announce them. Lead by example. People will notice when they notice. It's between you and the Most High, understand? Disciplines of engagement. There are ways of connecting with God and other people, conversing honestly with them in order to love and be loved. Reading of the Bible, apocryphal works, Gnostic works, you know, trusting the holy inspired words of scripture as our guide, wisdom, and strength for life. Worship, praising God's greatness, goodness, and beauty in words, music, ritual, or silence. You can worship God privately or in your community. Break a branch, I am there. Lift a rock, I am there. Overstand. And prayer. Conversing with God about what we're experiencing and doing together. And soul friendship. Soul friendships. Engaging fellow disciples of the Most High in prayerful conversation or other spiritual practices including small groups, spiritual direction, mentoring relationships. For the ones that have time, mentors are needed desperately. Time for ones to stand up. I mean, the tide is turning, the shift has happened, and it's not going backwards. 
and the ones that have the time and have the wherewithal and have that small call in their spirit to go help mentor the young ones, they need to act on it. You know, and personal reflection, paying attention to our inner self in order to grow in love for the most high, others and self. And the Psalms and the Bible model this. And service, humbly serving God by overflowing with his love and compassion to others, especially those in need. That's definitely, you know, 12 ways in which to practice it. And the names of the 12 gates of heaven. The 12 gates are named after the 12 apostles of Christ and the 12 foundations represent the original 12 tribes of Israel. So the gates with the 12 apostles represent the New Testament built by the 12 apostles after the ascension of Yeshua and are as follows. Simon, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, Judas, and Judas Iscariot, which is listed in Acts 113. I found this information in um, a section of the Tabernacle in the Wilderness, which is part of the Secret Teachings of All Ages which is an encyclopedic outline of um, all kinds of symbolical philosophy, you know, that's been passed down through the ancients. And so Moses, laboring with the then nomadic peoples of Israel, 12 tribes, established in the midst of them his secret and symbolic school, which has came to be known as the Tabernacle of Mysteries. The Tabernacle of the Jews was merely a temple pattern and it was meant, it was transportable to meet the needs of the roving disposition which the Israelites were famous. Every part of the tabernacle and the enclosure which surrounded it was symbolic of some great natural or philosophical truth. To the ignorant, it was but a place to which to bring offerings and which to make sacrifice. To the wise, it was a temple of learning, sacred to the universal spirit of wisdom. As the tabernacle was the dwelling place of God among men, likewise the soul body in man is the indwelling place of his divine nature, round which gathers a twelvefold material constitution in the same manner that the tribes of Israel camped about the enclosure sacred to Jehovah. The idea that the tabernacle was really symbolic of an invisible spiritual truth outside the comprehension of the Israelites is substantiated by a statement made in the eighth chapter of Hebrews, who serve unto the pattern and the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was warned by God when he was about to finish the tabernacle. Here we find the material, physical place of worship called a shadow, or a symbol of a spiritual institution, invisible but, om- but omnipotent. These gems, according to the Rosicrucians, were symbolic of the 12 great qualities and virtues, which are illumination, love, wisdom, truth, justice, peace, equilibrium, humility, faith, strength, joy, and victory. I'm going to say those again. Illumination. Okay, these are the 12 great qualities and virtues 
illumination lit from within, shining out, love, overstand, wisdom, truth, justice, peace, equilibrium. We have to have balance, humility, faith, and strength with joy and victory. So the 12 jewels of the, of the, of the breastplate were symbolic of the 12 constellations of the zodiac. And these 12 celestial hierarchies were looked upon as jewels adorning the breastplate of the universal man or the macro prosophius who was referred to in the Zohar as the Ancient of Days. The number 12 frequently occurs among ancient peoples, who in nearly every case had a pantheon consisting of 12 demigods and goddesses presided over by the Invincible One, who was himself subject to the incomprehensible All-Father. The use of the number 12 is especially noted in Jewish and Christian writings. The 12 prophets, the 12 patriarchs, the 12 tribes, the 12 apostles, each group has a certain occult significance, and each refers to the divine duodecimio, or the, or which is also known as the, as the divine discourse, whose emanations are manifested in the tangible created universe through 12 individualized channels. The secret doctrine also taught, also, also caught the priests that the jewels represented the centers of life within our own constitutions, which unfolded according to the esoteric teachings of the temple, capable of absorbing into themselves and radiating forth again the divine light of the Most High. The East Indian lotus blossoms have a similar meaning. The rabbis have taught that each twisted linen thread used in weaving the tabernacle curtains and ornamentations consisted of 24 separate strands, reminding the discerning that the experience gained through the 24 hours of the day, which is also symbolized in masonry by the 24-inch rule, becomes the threads from which are woven the garments of glory. And the influence of the zodiac upon religious symbolism, you know, um, the division here in 12 parts, the 12 signs, the 12 tribes, you know, mentioned in Revelations and the 12 entrances or portals to be passed through and in the Great Pyramid before finally reaching the highest degree. And the 12 apostles in the Christian doctrine and the 12 original and perfect points in masonry. The ancients believed that the theory of man's being made in the image of God was to be understood literally. They maintained that the universe was a great organism, not unlike the human body, and that every phase and function of the universal body had a correspondence in man. The most precious key to wisdom that the priests communicated to the new initiates was what they termed the law of analogy. Therefore, to the ancients, the study of the stars was a sacred science, but they saw in the movements of the celestial bodies the ever-present activity of the infinite father. And the Pythagoreans were often undeservedly criticized for promulgating the so-called doctrine of metempsychosis, or the transmigration of souls. This concept is circulated among the uninitiated as merely a blind 
However, to conceal a sacred truth, you know, that's what they tried to do. So Greek mystics believe that the spiritual nature of man descended into material existence from the Milky Way and the seed ground of the souls through one of the 12 great gates of the great zodiacal band. The spiritual nature was therefore said to incarnate in the form of the symbolic creature created by the Mayan stargazers to represent the various zodiacal constellations. If the spirit incarnated through the sign of Aries, it is said to be born in the body of a man, of a ram, excuse me. If in Taurus, in the body of a celestial bull, all human beings were thus symbolized by 12 mysterious creatures through the natures by which they were able to incarnate into the material world. And the theory of transmigration was not applicable to the visible material body of man, but rather the invisible immaterial spirit wandering along the pathway of the stars and sequentially assuming in the course of evolution the forms of the sacred zodiacal animal. You know, so the 12 basic types of conscious characters, you have the tribes, the disciples, the gates, the jewels, you know, times the 12 ascendants, you know, the mansions, the houses, the dwellings, the roads, the paths, equal 144 different kinds of basic life experiences on planet Earth in the school of physical life during incarnation in matter. So basic numerology of the 144, 1 plus 4 plus 4 equals 9, and 9 is completion. 9 times 6 is 144, 9 completion, and 1 plus 6 equals 7, which is cyclic growth, completion plus growth. 18 times 8 equals 144, 1 plus 8 equals 9, completion in the infinite development outside of time. 4, 144, 3 plus 6 equals 9, completion in the physical elements. Because 4 is complete, overstand. 72 times 2, 144, 7 plus 2 equals 9, completion in 2, duality. And 144 times 1. Nine completion in one unity. You know, we have to take a step back and look into your spirit and find the portals within that lead to all overstanding because it's there. And we can't be afraid to listen and be guided. It'll humble you. And at first you'll be like, oh, I should have did this and I should have would have did that. And you'll see how things play out while you stand still. But that's how we have to keep it moving. You know, you have to relax or fear, get rid of the things that distract and are not required. Always stay in the present. Past and future are illusions. Stay in the present. Choose the battles yourself. Choose them wisely. Don't have others choosing your battles for you. Not in these times. And choose them wisely. And if there's no victory possible, take a step back. Don't play yourself. And make the own ego the will, the fiat power of divine will. Let your ego be ruled by divine will. It'll make you so courageous and confident. It's confidence 
over sin. God for them. Make the ego, the will, the fiat power of the divine will. Let the Most High take the wheel. And when you decide to become the tool of the divine will, you receive limitless power. That's the thing. A lot of us are scared of our own power, have that fear of success. You know, there were times in my life I've had hesitation and trepidation. You got to just take a deep breath and just see what it do and be true to you. And what dwells within you is the most high. And so then there's no limit. There's no limit. So next week I'm going to come back with the 12 powers and the 12 disciplines. And hopefully that was something that you can ruminate on and think about and know and grow. Take a music moment and come back with the Goenosis. Blessings and grace.
bubble of food to the brim, the prodigal soul.
and speech. Don't sit on your ass, get a pressure to your feet. We gon' try this shit again, but I don't need it to repeat. I'm thinking of all the lies that we've been giving and the lies that got us living. Yo, we headed to our come up. Nah, everybody likes to sleep. Everybody no more counting sheep. Blast off and laugh and get back to your seat. Stand on it, cause it's all within your reach. And I'm weeping for the people who all bring your ass down. Teaching common lethal gas in my crown. Breathe in, clean the air. How you out? Blessings and grace. We have to elevate and participate and grow higher, overstand, raise ourselves and the ones around us. So the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Um, An alleged white supremacist is arrested inside college carrying an assault rifle with more than 200 rounds of ammo and made terrorist threats. He's a Caucasian, 28-year-old man named Alexander Barawaski, who was, who was arrested yesterday inside of Marywood University, Alexander, who was a student at the university, is charged with making terroristic threats, simple assault, possession of unlawful body armor, and reckless endangerment. Police agencies responded to the campus at 3.37 p.m. Wednesday for a report of a man with a gun in the Center for Natural and Health Sciences in the Center for Natural and Health Sciences. When the police found Alexander and searched his vehicle, police told media that they found a loaded 9mm handgun and body armor and a can of pepper spray, as well as a medical kit, a police-style radio, and two loaded magazines filled with 223 ammunition, police said. Officers also recovered five more magazines loaded with 223 ammo, four fully loaded 40 caliber magazines and two loaded nine millimeter magazines, totaling more than 200 rounds of ammunition provided a description of Barawaski later told police that Barawaski revealed a gun in his waistband and had previously mentioned he comes to campus arms. The student also said Barawaski mentioned he was taking various medication for anxiety and depression. Again, those opioids was having a hard time adjusting to life as a student, and in other states had been pissing him off lately, according to court documents. The student said that the the discussion started to become alarming when the student felt concerned for the safety of others at the university and notified staff, who in turn told campus security. And Barofsky may be a white supremacist. An old tweet on his social media account showed a degrading joke about Trayvon Martin, the innocent black teen that was murdered by George Zimmerman. You know, there are terrorists out here, and they need to call them what they are, and they're not us. And which is so weird, because also um, tonight on the NewYorkDailyNews.com, the Federal Bureau of, of um, Investigation, the U-F-O-U-O. <laughs> this is an unclassified law enforcement sen- sensitive intelligence assessment. The FBI warns that black identity extremists pose growing threat to law enforcement. This is in the Daily News. The FBI is warning that black identity extremists pose growing threat to law enforcement. And this has been unclassified and placed in the Daily News. Black identity extremists likely motivated to target law enforcement officers. This is dated August 3rd, 2017. It was released 
um, on Saturday, October 7th. While white supremacists were planning to rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, the FBI's counterterrorism unit identified black identity extremists as a growing threat, as it has been revealed. The FBI Domestic Terrorism Analysis Unit, which dubbed the group BIE, BIE, Black Identity Extremists, you extremely into your black identity. Perceptions of police brutality against African Americans spurred an increase of premeditated, retaliatory, lethal violence against law enforcement, unquote, according to August 3rd report obtained by Foreign Policy. Citing Michael Brown's 2014 death in Ferguson, Missouri, blessings to his family. As the catalyst, the FBI listed specific cases, saying it was likely the BIE suspects BIE suspects, overstand, acted in retaliation for perceived past police brutality incidents. Perceived. They're perceived. Past brutality incidents by police. Among them was Micah Johnson, a former Army reservist who shot dead five Dallas police officers during a peaceful protest against police violence last year. There have been 98 law enforcement fatalities this year so far, compared to 102 during the same period last year, according to the National Law Enforcement Office's Memorial Fund. Among the fatalities in 2017, were 30, 36 were firearms-related, down from 44 this time last year. While the vast majority were attributed to traffic accidents, fires, illnesses, and other causes. So we're not killing the police. They're having traffic accidents, fires, illnesses, and other causes. In comparison, 748 people have been shot and killed by police. 748 people have been shot and killed by police in 2017, according to a database maintained by the Washington Post. The term black identity extremist to be a new term, and some contested the phrase for, for suggesting a cohesive over, over, overarching ideology. One former Homeland Security official told Foreign Policy they are grouping together Black Panthers, Black Nationalists, and Wichita Nation. Wichita Nation are grouped in with them. Imagine lumping together white nationalists, white supremacists, militias, neo-Nazis, and calling it white identity extremists, the official said. The race card is being played here deliberately. And this is a former Homeland Security officer said this. Malcolm Nance, a counterterrorism expert who served in the U.S. Navy, wrote on Twitter, I train law enforcement intelligence in the counterterrorism, counterterrorism all over the nation, and black identity extremism doesn't exist. It's a made-up term. So why is the FBI making up terms? The Black Lives Matter activist DeRay McKinnison pointed to the FBI's long history of surveilling black activists, highlighting his own personal experience with the FBI visiting his home. He told Foreign Policy, it is not surprising. The FBI, which issued a report in May warning white supremacist violence was growing, identified BIE as a threat just nine days before the far-right groups descended on Charlottesville. President Trump was heavily criticized for his response after three people died, saying there were fine people on both sides. B.I.E., black T extremists, are on the FBI's list telling the police to watch out for those that are into their black identity, extremely. This world, 
darkness world. And on thedailybanter.com, this white cop slamming a little black boy to the ground is why black athletes are taking the knee. You know? So white America is still traumatized by the sight of black athletes taking a knee during the national anthem to protest police brutality. Black America is still traumatized on a daily basis by the sight of cops brutalizing black skin for little to no reason. For example, two days ago, a video surfaced of a school cop breaking up a fight between two children, one black, one white. The officer, at least one foot taller and over 100 pounds heavier than the two sixth graders, somehow couldn't separate the two without slamming one child to the ground. Guess which one? Hint, not the white one. And it just to make sure we all got the message, only drags one child off the playground. Want to take another guess which one? You don't really need to. The white child might as well have been completely invisible to the police officer because he's white, and white kids are the good kids. Meanwhile, you know just how those black children are. There are reasons they get suspended and expelled from school, and you know they have this whole racist, institutional, systemic thing happening. And this is on the dailybanter.com. It's horrible. I saw the video. I hope, you know, burn fire on him and his whole spirit. On money.cnn.com, ESPN suspends Jamil Hill over her NFL tweets. And, you know, they really played themselves with this one because she was talking about sports. It's her job to talk about sports, and she tweets about sports. Why is she getting suspended? So they're like changing the rules as it goes. That's why we have to change our rules and go back to the sacred knowledge, the sacred secrets, and understand who we are on this planet and what we're capable of and not what we've been told. You know? So ESPN has suspended host Jamil Hill for two weeks due to a second violation of our social media guidelines the network announced Monday afternoon. Hill previously acknowledged letting her colleagues and company down with an impulsive tweet, ESPN said in a statement. In the aftermath, all employees were reminded of how individual tweets, how individual tweets may reflect negatively on ESPN and that such actions would have consequences, hence this decision. On Sunday, Hill took to social media to comment on the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, having said that any player who disrespects the flag will not play referencing NFL player protests that takes place during the national anthem, Hill said that Jerry Jones also has created a problem for his players, specifically the black ones if they don't kneel. Some of them will be seen as sellouts. She later said, if you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is his advertisers. Don't place the burden squarely on the players. You know, so just so we're clear, I'm not advocating an NFL boycott, Hill tweeted, but an unfair burden has been put on players in Dallas and Miami with anthem directives. Hill's co-host, Michael Smith, will not appear on Monday night's broadcast of this show. Smith will be back on Tuesday's broadcast. The her suspension came down late Monday, and it's, you know, it's taking her time to digest the situation. And then President Trump commented, saying a big salute to Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, who will bench players who disrespect our flag, stand for the anthem, or sit for the game. So Hill's suspension comes weeks after Hill was the center of another controversy sparked when she called President Trump a white supremacist on on Twitter, which he is. 
plain and simple. If you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is in his advertisers. Don't place the burden squarely on the players, you know? And so um, hopefully, you know, there are ones that have the spirit of the ones of old that stood together, you know? That's the thing. We are afraid to stand together. And that's, you know, not not us as, you know, people, but goodness. People are afraid to let the full goodness of the Most High just shine through and see what it do. The magic of the unknown as opposed to the fear of the unknown. You know, the magic of new beginnings as opposed to the dread of new beginnings. We got to reframe our mind, you know. So this is horrible that she's gotten suspended. And on the New York Times, and blessings and grace to her for standing up and 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 um, speaking what needed to be said in these times. Praise up the woman Jamel Hill, you know, for um, walking and standing in her truth. And hopefully others will, you know, catch that spirit and hold on to it, you know, and make a movement happen, manifest, make manifest. And so on the New York Times dot com, Canada is to pay millions in indigenous lawsuit over forced adoptions. Forced adoptions to the indigenous people of Canada. So for decades, Canadian social workers forcibly separated indigenous children from their families, putting them up for adoption by anonymous families in Canada and around the world. On Friday, the Canadian government took a step to make amends for that adoption program, which began in the 1960s and lasted until the 1980s, by agreeing to pay $750 million Canadian dollars in legal settlements. The settlement affecting as many as 30,000 people is part of a broader push across Canada in the last few years to grapple with its legacy of injustices against the country's indigenous populations. It includes similar settlements for indigenous children who were separated from their families and sent to residential schools far from their homes. And, um, you know, most recently, Mr. Trudeau told the United Nations General Assembly that Canada had a responsibility to improve its relationship with its indigenous populations. Um, the adoption program began as a way to provide social services to indigenous children, but social workers without training in indigenous life or culture arrived in the Aboriginal communities that were unfamiliar to them and removed children from some situations that the that the court that they found were not neglected or in danger. Some children ended up as far away as Europe and New Zealand. That's horrible. They just went in there and took all their children. You know, in 1967 or 1968, this woman says that she was just four or five years old and her and her sister were placed in foster care by child welfare workers and she was repeatedly taken away from her reserve perhaps 10 times. She was adopted by a non-Indigenous family in Southern Ontario. I mean, there's just horror stories, you know, so blessings that at least, you know, they're getting some kind of recompense at this moment and hopefully this spirit this wave of, you know, reciprocity and, and um, respect can come over to this side of North America, you know, and she was named. And on, um, also a black man attacked by white supremacists in Charlottesville will face felony charges. The black man was attacked by several people and he's the one facing felony charges. 
The black man beaten in Charlottesville parking garage by white supremacists after a Unite the Right rally has been charged with the crime in connection with the incident, even as police arrested a third person accused of kicking him to the ground and pummeling him. A local magistrate issued an arrest warrant Monday for DeAndre Harris on felony charge for unlawful wounding, unlawful wounding after a man, identified by his by Harris attorney as Harold Ray Cruz, reported that he was injured by the 20-year-old during the August brawl. Cruz, who describes himself as a Southern nationalist and an attorney on Twitter, did not return phone calls seeking comment. The magistrate's charge against Harris, who suffered spinal injury, DeAndre Harris and his family, that they can come up against this and win and have victory, who suffered spinal injury and a head laceration that required 10 stitches, came less than 48 hours after a second rally by white supremacists and the white nationalists in Charlottesville and caught the city police department by surprise. We were not expecting this. We were not expecting to do our own investigation into the man's allegations. We were not expecting to do our own investigation into the man's allegations, said, said Detective Sergeant Jake Villa, who was surprised the parking garage case, who was surprised by it. No, sorry, who was supervising I'm surprised by it, <laughs> who was supervising the, park, the, um, the parking garage case. But alleged crime victims can go to magistrates for warrants after they file police reports. So Harris' attorney denounced the charge and said that it was orchestrated by the League of the South, the League of the South, an organization labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. Cruz, who runs the group's North Carolina chapter, was not injured in any way by Harris, Merritt said. We find it highly offensive and upsetting, Merritt said, but what's more jarring is that he's been charged with the same crime as the men who attacked him. The brutal attack which, which, which occurred in the garage next to police department headquarters. The brutal attack which, which occurred in the garage next to the police department headquarters, was captured in a video that went viral days after the rally. The confrontation has come to symbolize the racial hatred that was unleashed in Charlottesville on August 12th, when the white supremacists and Klan members and neo-Nazis clashed with counter-protesters. The violence left one counter-protester, Heather Heyer, dead. Harris' beating has inspired a social media campaign by activists to identify his attackers, two of whom were charged weeks ago. A third man, Jacob Scott Goodwin, a 22-year-old from Ward, Arkansas, was arrested by U.S. Marshals Tuesday night after being identified by online sleuths. Praise the most high for those detectives online that, that um, get in and break it down, who were led by journalist and Black Lives Matter activist Sean King, King who has spent hundreds of hours pouring over photos and video footage of the rally and the parking garage attack, said he was appalled that Harris had been charged. I'm disgusted that the justice system bent over backwards to issue a warrant for one of the primary victims of that day when I and others had to fight like hell to get the same justice system to persecute people who were vicious in their attacks against, against Harris and others, King said. Now we're seeing white supremacists celebrate on social media bragging about Harris of, about his arrest. They're hailing this as a victory. Indeed, after the, after the charge was announced, Hunter Wallace, a prominent white nationalist, issued a celebratory tweet along with, along with the photo of the main character from the film American Psycho, grinning widely. 
Did you hear the news, Wallace asked? DeAndre Harris is going to, going to jail. Yeah, he's being booked this morning. This whole story is another race hoax. A race hoax. So the chief magistrate for the district that includes Charlottesville declined to say whether she issued the arrest warrant. She referred the Washington Post to Christy Wright. Why is she refusing to say whether or not she issued the arrest warrant? So she referred the Washington Post to Christy Wright, the director of the State Department of Legislative and Public Relations, who said Coates cannot comment on pending or concluded legal matters in her office. Any alleged crime victim can approach a magistrate to obtain a warrant against an alleged perpetrator. The alleged victim must file a police report, and then, and then the magistrate needs probable cause to issue an arrest, to, to, to then issue the arrest warrant based on that person's testimony. So Via said Harris' alleged victim did file a complaint with the police who told them they'd investigate the, the, um, the allegations. Cruz, who apparently also went to the magistrate's office, which needed only evidence of a police report to issue a warrant. The arrest warrant was based solely on the victim's, ter- on the victim's testimony, Via said. Once the warrant is served to Harris probably this week, the decision of whether to prosecute the case falls to the Commonwealth attorney, Warren Dave Chapman. The prosecutor told the Post on Tuesday evening that it wouldn't be appropriate to comment on an impending investigation. So all the ones within the listening ear, so this is happening probably this week, send prayers and blessings to DeAndre Harris and his family and send confoundment, bewilderment, befuddlement, confusion on the ones that are trying to serve him with these horrible charges and let these charges be taken away. In Yeshua's name, amen. Let it be said, let it be so, you know? And they said that they watched the footage in the parking garage attack multiple times from different angles. They noticed that Shield had stuffed a large ponytail in the back of his military helmet. They measured his military goggles and examined his, his, his plastic body lift shield. They zoomed in and saw that he wore a twisted copper-colored bracelet. And they also discovered that he wore a traditionalist workers' party pin. Traditionalist workers' party. You know, so... They really went in and investigated and gathered information, you know, to get the attack, to to um to get the arrest of the two other attackers, you know. And so they've also identified another suspect as well. So blessings and um hopefully they'll they'll be able to get everyone that was involved, you know, and they can pay um for what they did to this young man and to his life experience, you know. And on some positive news. Um, on theshaderoom.com. Yes, I read The Shade Room. Tim Native, Kevin Gully starts a Save Black Boys. Hashtag Save Black Boys to teach our sons about true manhood. So when God gives you a vision, you better listen to it. Kevin Gully is living proof. He's the founder of Save Black Boys, a nonprofit designed to raise awareness and consciousness about the state of our children. But when he founded the organization in 2013, he had no idea of what God had had in store for him or the hundreds of young men around the country who he now considers his sons. Blessings and praise for brothers standing up, okay? It is a full-service shop. We have a Save Black Boys Homework Center. We are open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Participate, okay? Elevate. Our kids get in trouble at night. So if they have somewhere to go, they have somewhere to be, and they'll be there all night. 
he describes it as a gang prevention from different from a different standpoint. Weekly programs include career and college preparation, negativity negativity detoxing. Okay, he has a program called negativity detoxing, group counseling, sex education, and driver's ed. The statistics about violence in our communities isn't his focus. Instead, he works every day to rebuild the minds and self-esteem of our young men. Blessings and grace to Kevin Gully. Okay, born and raised in Compton, Kevin says the idea was an expression of God. After serving two long-term prison sentences, he decided to dedicate his life to serving kids like himself. My parents were addicts, and I grew up angry, the ex-gangbanger shares. I have one child who came to me as an angry little boy. Now he's a 4.0 student athlete, and he trusts me. And it's hard to get a black boy to trust you, but he does. It's a place where everyone has family because Kevin, Kevon, K-E-V-O-N, Gully, G-U-L-L-E-Y, won't have it any other way. All of them are my sons, he says. All of them are my sons. Each one, teach one. We're all part of the same organism of the Most High. The body, the we're all part of the body. Just different parts of it. Today, the nonprofit has six different chapters. It has six different chapters. So those ones, those males within the listening ear. Check this out and see if you can start a chapter in your town, in your city. We need more of this. So today the nonprofit has six chapters, including Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Montgomery, and Jackson, Alabama. Most recently, the group opened their latest location in Pasadena. You can't tell me God ain't real. If you'd like to, um, you know, get involved or donate, you know, to save black boys, you know, Check out the type in his name and find his website. It is Kevin Gully, G-U-L-L-E-Y, Kevon Gully. Save black boys, okay? We have to save our sons and make it real and not wait for somebody else to do it or some entity to come down because we are the entities that are here, right here and right now, and we have to make moves. You know, all this sitting back and watching and tweeting and, you know, scrolling, you know, we have to get up off the couch (laughs) and get involved. It takes time. It does take effort, but you feel blessed when you make that movement, you know, when you let that motive, 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 motivate you, you know, that motive to be strengthened in the most high's will and to let that be what's guiding the divine will. That needs to be what's guiding at all times. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Poisonous gin and your friends And they just want to see you happy again Or they just want to lead you fall and make a profit from sin It's pretend to think it's wrong to follow voices within 
Stop how we won't know. No. Wake up, jump here. 
Blessings and grace with love in your heart, okay, from mine to yours as we move forward into technology and knowledge on how tech is shaping our daily dynamic. On CNBC, Elon Musk offers to rebuild Puerto Rico's electricity grid as a game changer. We just prayed for that a couple of podcasts ago, all right? We prayed that they would come back with, you know, recycled 
sustainable green energy. So Elon Musk offered to rebuild Puerto Rico's electricity grid is a game changer. Elon Musk has offered to bring Telsa to Puerto Rico to fix and improve the island's power grid. This represents a new way for investors, <laughs> overstand the, under, the, the other side of the spectrum, to look at disaster response beyond just lending cities money and new bonds. The American people seem more open to this kind of approach than they have in many years. So in one sense, the damage to Puerto Rico's infrastructure from the storm and years of neglect due to the Jones Act makes Musk offer to help an obvious move. You know, so, um, but even before the politics got in the way, the conventional wisdom is that only federal government with all of its resources could be expected to execute all significant levels of disaster relief and rebuilding, with the exception of most ardent anti-government types, that has been the accepted truth. Now, that's interesting, too, because whenever we have a war overseas, you know, all of these like Halliburton and all these different companies that are owned and subsidiaries of our government officials overstand they put in bids and receive them to go rebuild Iraq and they're rebuilding Iran and they're rebuilding this place over here. So they bombed it as some sort of restitution after the paperwork and the UN goes through, you know? So, but here where we live is looked upon just by the government. And so, you know, this is a great thing and the governor is um, open to it of Puerto Rico and I hope it goes through, and I hope the Puerto Rican people really benefit from it, you know, and um, are also, like I said, incorporated into the conversation which happening to their island, you know, in Yeshua's name. And on ibtimes.co.uk, um, in the technology innovation section, a blackout bomb and robot military advisors, robot military advisors and a blackout bomb, Seoul's answer to combating threats from North Korea. So South Korea is said to be working to establish a fully functional artificial intelligence system that will function as a robotic advisor. This is a new level. They're going to build an artificial intelligence system that will serve and function as a robotic advisor to military, to military commanders. We are living on Star Trek Deep Space Nine at this point, okay? <laughs> so South Korea appears to be adopting high-tech options in its effort to combat current and future threats from rival North Korea. Seoul is reportedly working on a non-lethal graphite bomb that can allegedly shut down the North's power grids. South Korea's defense ministry is also reportedly developing an artificial intelligence system that will allegedly function as a robotic advisor to military com commanders. And so the so-called blackout bomb reportedly spreads chemically treated carbon graphite fibers over electric facilities, which in turn will short circuit power grids, essentially disrupting them. The non-lethal weapon is reportedly being developed as part of Seoul's preemptive kill chain program by the Agency of Defense and Development. All technologies for the development of graphite bomb led by the ADD, <laughs> ADD has been secured. Isn't it funny that it's called ADD? 
It is in the stage where we can build the bombs anytime, an unspecified military official said. Meanwhile, South Korea's Ministry of Defense is reportedly developing an AI system, which it hopes to be established by 2025 to help the military commanders make operational decisions. The AI system will be allegedly be fed data on North Korea's military forces, including its weapons, estimated infiltration routes, locations, and more. And the AI system will also reportedly store data on South Korea's military forces. So we're going on to a whole new level where there's going to be, what was that show, Deep Space Nine, and they had that guy called Data, and he advised the captain. (laughs) That is out of control. And also on CNBC.com, cash is already pretty much dead in China as the, as the country lives the future with mobile pay. Mainline China stores and services are increasingly centered around mobile pay apps like WeChat Pay and Alipay. Chinese mobile payment volume more than doubled to $5 trillion in 2016, according to analyst data cited by Hill House Capital. Mobile pay is growing so rapidly in mainline China that as a foreigner, I sometimes find it difficult to complete basic transactions without it. This is the writer of the article. The dominance of mobile transactions lends itself to greater data collection by the Chinese government. Okay, so mobile pay is taking China by storm and changing the daily commerce. Okay, so so the transformation of a society limited to bills dominated in 101, $15 or less to one where QR payment codes abound was by far the biggest change in mainland China, you know, um, in the last four years. When eating out or shopping with local friends, they paid by scanning a QR code on the restaurant table or by showing a similar code on their smartphones to the store clerk. A spice shop, museum, souvenir store, a seller of traditional Chinese calligraphy brushes all had signs saying they accepted mobile pay. Rather than do you take credit cards, the question was often do you take Alipay, WeChat Pay. The running joke was that the street beggars would rather take mobile donation than cash. The lack of red tape and less developed financial system have apparently allowed mainland China to leapfrog the developed world into embracing old payments. Mobile payment volume in the country more than doubled to $5 trillion. You know, so Alipay had 54% of that mobile payments market, and WeChat accounted for 40%, the study said. So now, you know, this is what's happening. So this is also happening also in um, Sweden, according to futurism.com. Reports indicate that Sweden will stop using cash by 2023. That's not too far away. In brief, Sweden is moving away from cash in favor of cards and mobile payment apps. Okay, so what's happening over the water always ends up coming over here too, overstanding it spreads across. It's a plan, man. (laughs) According to a new study, the nation is on track to leave cash behind completely by 2023, though retailers expect to still accept cash for a couple of more years after that. You know, so um, Sweden may be completely digital in just a few years. You know, um, the pair estimate the cash will no longer be used or accepted by Swedish re- by Swedish retailers. Polling various Swedish retailers reveal that about half expect to stop accepting cash altogether by 2025. Currently, 97% of all retailers accept cash payments, but only 18% are 
of all transactions actually involve cash. Okay, so only 18% of all the retail transactions happening in Sweden are actually cash. The rest is, you know, credit cards and mobile payments. So interestingly, mobile payments are performing rather poorly. Credit and debit cards are the primary way people pay, with mobile pay apps accounting for only, you know, the small percent. So it says that we are a small country that has a very stable democracy for a long time. For us, it's no problem that money is only visible on an Internet site. We trust it. He says, um, according to Arvidsson, people are generally comfortable with paying digitally in some way, even if they never see the money leave their hands. Consumers are largely facilitating the change through banks, have also done their part to push people away from cash. They also want to reduce the risk of robbery. Retailers share this sentiment. We want to minimize the risk of robberies, and it's quicker with the customer when they pay by card, says bakery manager, you know, speaking with the BBC. It's been mainly positive reactions. So get ready for WeChat and mobile pay. And on um, HackerNoon.com, I saw a really interesting article called How Technology Could Stop Mass Shooting, like the Las Vegas Strip. How technology. Now, we have these great minds and all this technological know-how in Silicon Valley. And, you know, they're, they're, they're buying all of these um, guns and tanks and body scan ultrasound machines for crowds to hurt them and destabilize when they protest and all these other kinds of equipment. When this, you know, article really broke down how, you know, all of these things could have done using technology. And so after being totally devastated and terribly saddened by the Route 91 Harvest concert terror attack, we, a group of electronics and computer engineers, brainstormed about how to protect innocent people from a similar attack in the future. It took over an hour for the law enforcement team to track down and engage the attacker at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, which time he had already emptied his entire ammo on the innocent crowd, allegedly. The thought that several precious lives could have been saved if the gunman could have been spotted faster presented us with this challenge. How to find a shooter in the dark, firing from well over 1,000 feet. Here's what they found. With proper combined application of technologies that are readily available, such a shooter could be spotted and stopped within around 10 to 15 seconds. The loud continuous firing sound was the only indication that something horrible was going, going on before people started getting hit by the bullets. Finding the origin of the gunshot from triangulation, overstand, of the sound has been around for several years, more than several. It can, pretty ac- it can be pretty accurate with the availability of advanced DSP systems for real-time processing of input from a microphone array. Artificial neural networks can isolate and compare the pattern of sound with previously memorized sound samples with high accuracy, even a noisy environment that can differentiate between the original sound and echoes. Even with the suppressor attached to the gun, the sound will still be loud enough for sensors to accurately determine the direction and distance of the shooter. We analyzed the audio from the first burst of shooting, 100 rounds at about 10 seconds per round, and found that the isolation of the sound of gunshots from the other background noise is easily achievable. These systems are capable of tracking multiple sources simultaneously in cases of more than one attacker. Such large gatherings 
must be secured with one or more tactical police vehicles fitted with such gunfire locator systems, which could automatically control the azimuth and elevation of the motorized primary weapons pointing and aiming at the exact source of the gunshots within two to four seconds of the first shots fired. Searchlight and laser beam fitted to the primary weapon would help faster targeting than warn the attacker. Since the searchlight and laser beam would draw the attention of the shooter to the equipment, the bulletproof glass shield should be put to use to protect all the equipment and the operator. Bullets firing out of a gun are pretty hot and would light up well in an advanced thermal camera, and this could be used as an aid for an accurate targeting. Thermal camera will be able to be, you know, used to convert infrared searchlights instead of visible ones, allowing to operate without inviting the attacker's attention. Situations where a clean headshot is either possible or impossible cannot be achieved safely. A fleet of drones equipped with disabling measures could be deployed and guided with minuscule versions of gunfire locator or controlled remotely by the mother unit to approach the source of the gunfire. Since taking a direct flight path involves the risk of getting shot down, drones could be programmed to take an elevated path and take the attacker in surprise. Such drones can be used for video analysis of the attacker and his surroundings, and also for the deployment of non-lethal countermeasures, such as pepper spray, tear gas, or, or, um, or um, taser. A high-powered megaphone on the mother unit and on the drone could be useful to warn the other occupants of the building to move away from the windows, stay low, take cover in case of a counter-strike is unavoidable. How hard would it be to put all of these together? Not very hard at all. Almost all of these pieces of technology are already in place, some of them utilized for military purposes. How long would it take to get something like this ready for action? Since most of these pieces of technology are tested and proved on its own, it wouldn't take more than a few days, if not hours, to put it all together and see it in live action. How much would it cost? Not costly at all when considering the millions to be spent on medical expenses of the injured and the invaluable lives lost. What good is finding a gunman after a shooting has commenced and some people already lost their lives? So obviously it would stop more people getting injured and killed, but on a psychological level, the presence of a high-tech defense weapon at these venues and the awareness that the attacker would be killed within the first few seconds should discourage many, any more evil people from trying another copycat attack. Being well-prepared and letting know that we are all prepared is the best line of defense. Let technology save us all. And I thought that was an excellent article, and, and, and I just really, you know, blessed the ones that came together and put it out there. Think about it, you know, and put together a viable plan, and hopefully, you know, this information will get to the right authorities, and this can be put into play. Because what's been happening is that, you know, it's been an attack on culture in all forms. Every time there's some kind of mass attack, some kind of cultural event, you know, recently, especially recently, you know, and so... um we can't walk in fear. We can't walk in fear. Not at all. You know, so we're going to take a music moment and come back with herbnology. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. And we're back with Herbnology, protecting your inner organic being with the nature of the Most High. Just to harken back to the going gnosis, for the ones that are interested, I just can't, I feel so, you know, I, I just feel filled with the energy of what that brother, Kevin Gully, is doing. And the website, again, is saveourboys.org. Saveourboys.org. Start you know, locations where you're at, encourage ones to do so, you know, it's needed, it's necessary to save our boys. Now, moving forward, I looked up um, 12 herbs for optimal health, keeping in the spirit of 12. So here are some of the, a list of the best herbs and spices for optimal health, cayenne pepper. It can help fight inflammation. The capsation that gives cayenne its heat is a powerful and natural stimulant that helps support blood flow. Chamomile 
Chamomile helps relieve flatulence. It improves appetite and encourages sleep. It's also useful in reducing aches and pains associated with the flu. Um, cinnamon can help support blood sugar. In a recent German study of, of um, type 2 diabetics, taking cinnamon extract daily successfully reduced the blood sugar by about 10%. So cloves, cloves, is, um, it has antiseptic qualities, so it makes an effective mouthwash, and it can also help relieve the pain of a toothache. And garlic is one of the most studied among all the herbs and has multiple uses. It has 70 active photochemicals, including allicin, which many studies have shown help support um, high blood pressure. And ginger is a powerful antioxidant. It's effective in relieving nausea and upset stomach from morning sickness during pregnancy or motion sickness. It works by blocking the effects of serotonin, a chemical produced by both by the brain and stomach when you're nauseated. Ginseng can help improve circulation to the brain. It's also effective in relieving symptoms of nervous exhaustion. Holy basil can help reduce stress by increasing adrenaline and non-adrenaline and decreasing serotonin. It can also use to help relieve headaches and indigestion. Nettle, the sting of the nettle cuts down the swelling and pain associated with gout. Nettle is effective against arthritis, rheumatism, and eczema. It's also rich in calcium, iron, potassium, and sulfur. Nutmeg. This kitchen spice is used to fight asthma. It also helps eliminate bad breath. <laughs> it's also used to treat upset stomach and bring relief to anyone suffering from diarrhea. Parsley. Like dill, parsley also makes a good breath freshener. It's commonly used as a remedy for asthma, jaundice, and menstruation. It's also rich in B vitamins. B is for the brain, understand, and potassium and turmeric. Um, a part of the ginger family. It's used extensively in the cuisine of India and China, and it's an anti-inflammatory that helps relieve joint and muscle pain. So just to review, that's turmeric, parsley, nutmeg, nettle, holy basil, ginseng, ginger, garlic, cloves, cinnamon, chamomile, and high cayenne pepper. Twelve optimal herbs for optimal health. In the Most High's name, the nature of the Most High is there to help us. You know, we need to like really check out what our issues are and if they can be dealt with first by first extracting from the nature that the Most High has surrounded us with. You know, there's 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 so many side effects and chemicals in this world that we have to remain purified. You know, so that we can receive. You know, with all these without without all these different blockages holding us back. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Looking out at mirrors, staring back at me. 
making. Red is running down the spine of my father. The motivation for the focus spine of the daughter. I am who am, but this is the water. Tears taste like sea salt, reminiscing of my martyrs.
trapped and I wait for my blessing. Rumors are spread, but I'm still progressing. Now complain me, I call it a lesson. My daddy, daddy, when I'm on my knees, no worry about nothing that will provide for me. Wanna be a winner? Take that shit like a pimp, pimp and hoe to a winner, winner. A sinner since I get another sinner. Who's the judge? Who's the blame? Who's the name? Who's the call? It is it fair game, fair play? Is it really child's play? I say, you say, fuck it all, it's fool's play. I don't commend the clock, the hands keep moving, moving this from now. Yeah. 
this. Let's switch to the moment where we own it on our wrist. There's a clock that's six short. Hand moves quick, man. Oh boy, no joy. Avoid, decoy. Can't wait till it's all destroyed and the fresh begins. Yo, I hope we all win. And we pass it to our kids. God life to the kin. To the friends. Him again. All of them. Hold my hand. When I burst out of clan, my fam burst a man. Wham. Bam. Slam. We knocking out a scam. I'ma spread it with a cam. You open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. We're going to delve into 12 and the metaphysical meaning of 12. Metaphysically, 12 always refers to spiritual fulfillment. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of Jehovah. 12 most important nerve centers in the body. All material things represent spiritual realities. Before we can realize unfettered power, We must establish permanent resolutions of purity and covenants of conformity with the higher law of obedience. Elijah repaired the altar of Jehovah that had been thrown down. Obedience seems a simple matter, but the 12 fundamental faculties enter into its perfect expression. Elijah took 12 stones and fitted them together to form the altar, each stone representing one of the sons of Jacob, who won the name Israel in recognition of his perseverance toward toward perfection. In recognition for his perseverance toward perfection. The recognition of his perseverance toward perfection. That's what you have to do. The perseverance toward it. Metaphysical meaning of nerve, right? Because you got to have nerve, right? <laughs> got to have courage and nerve. Nerve fluid. 
the metaphysical meaning of nerve, a spiritual fluid that God is propelling through man's whole being continually as the electromagnetic center of every physically expressed atom. This wonderful stream of nerve fluid finds its way all over the nerves in man's body temple, giving him the invigorating, steadying power, the steadying power of the Holy Spirit. To nerves, cord-like or filamentous bands of nervous tissue that connects parts of the nervous system with the other organs of the body and conducts nervous impulses to or away from these organs. The nerves have been described as wires over which messages are sent to and from the brain. Every emotion and every feeling that is transmitted over the nerves to the brain is registered and translated into thoughts, which may be expressed through the spoken word. Again, words sound power, all right, from the temple, okay, steadying power of the Holy Spirit, giving invigorating steadying power from the Holy Spirit. And the metaphysical meaning of James, James is the supplanter, right, the son of Zebedee. This James was was a disciple of Jesus Christ and a brother of John. And James, the son of Alphaeus, was also a disciple of Jesus. To distinguish him from the other James, he is called James the Less. And mention is made of James the Lord, of James the Lord's brother. He was one of the apostles, and some think him to be the same person as James the Less. So the metaphysical meaning of James, the son of Zebedee, of Jesus Christ, who represents the faculty of judgment and individual consciousness. Judgment. The body, this faculty has a central seat of activity in the lower part of the nerve center, overstand, called the solar plexus. We call this faculty justice, discrimination, right? It is that quality in us which carefully weighs a question and draws a conclusion. The prevailing tendency of judgment is toward caution, fearfulness, criticism, and condemnation when it draws its conclusions from the from the effect side of existence, from the effect side. We should therefore faithfully affirm the spiritual aspect of this faculty and always seek the guidance and good judgment of spiritual light and understanding. So James, the son of Alphaeus, signifies the faculty of order. The location of this faculty in the body is the navel, the faculty of order. One, one, has, one, one must have order and balance. Thing has a place and every place has a, has a has a thing, right? Metaphysical meaning of Andrew, strong, a strong man, manly, a disciple of Jesus Christ and brother of Simon Peter. So the metaphysical meaning is the strength of the mind, a strong man, a manly man, right? Give it up to saveourboys.org. That is rejoice greatly when it finds the inexhaustible source of all strength and exclaims, we have found the Messiah. Andrew symbolizes the strength, while Simon Peter symbolizes the faith capacity of the mind. When strength finds faith, when strength finds faith, overstand. When strength finds faith, and they are brothers consciously in the mind, a bond of unity is established that carries one along, even though one may encounter the most adverse experiences. So you have to strengthen those faith muscles. You know, work those out and see what it do. And on um, the metaphysical meaning of Bartholomew, 
who's the son of Tomai, the son of the furrowed, son of the plowed, prepared for seed. Prepared for seed. Oh, but Sarah, you have to be prepared, you know. Be prepared for seed. One of the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ, the faculty of imagination. He is called Nathaniel in the first chapter of John, where Jesus saw him under the fig tree. The inference here is that Jesus discerned Nathaniel's presence before the latter came into visibility. Be prepared for seed. Have the mind open, imagination, so that you can discern. Closed mind can't discern. It's closed. Overstand. And the metaphysical meaning of Matthew, Matthew, gift of Jehovah, gratuity of Jah, given wholly unto Jehovah, a tax collector who became one of the disciples of Jesus and writer of the Gospel of Matthew. He is called Levi, the son of Alphaeus in Mark 2.14. So the metaphysical meaning of Matthew is the disciple of Jesus Christ who represents the will faculty in man, the will. In the body, his faculty is located in the forehead, the will. In the regeneration, man controls, directs, teaches, and disciplines the faculties of his mind. To do this, he must in measure withdraw from the mercenary occupations and the material ambitions that have absorbed this, absorbed his time and attention. Levi, afterward called Matthew, willingly gave up his money getting and followed Yeshua. The, the disciples of Yeshua left all and followed him, giving wholly unto Jehovah. Peter was afraid that they had made a mistake, and he received this assurance from Yeshua. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel's sake, that he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. This is a promise. This is a promise that is always fulfilled where there is wholehearted surrender of the old life. Overstanding the praise up. Discard that old life and full absorption into the new. Every era of your life will require a new you. If you're not changing, you're not growing. There's a promise that is always fulfilled where there is a wholehearted, that's always fulfilled, where there is a wholehearted surrender of the old life and a full absorption into the new. No one ever hears, you know, of devoted ones expressed, devoted to, you know, expressing the Most High's will within their spirit and manifesting it on a daily basis. You don't hear those people express disappointment or regret over anything that they've forsaken. On the contrary, there's a rejoicing as each human link is severed because the new relation in Christ is deeper and stronger than the human relation and because love is increased and real possessions are multiplied. The the will always enters into man's decision. The will makes the final choice to give up all and follow Yeshua. This lesson on the surrendering of the old ideas, the old ideas and conditions. 
that the greater increase of good may come into one's life is based on Matthew, because Matthew represents the will. The will has been given over to the thought accumulation by imposition on external resources, right, the tax gatherer. In the regeneration, the will is converted and is taught by prayer and meditation how to stabilize the universal substance. Overstand. In the regeneration, the will is converted and taught by prayer and meditation how to stabilize through discipline of prayer and meditation how to stabilize the universal substance. Under the spiritual law, the will becomes a producer instead of a parasite. Under the spiritual law, the will becomes a producer, manifests, instead of a parasite. When the individual will has become a disciple of the Christ, when the individual will has become a disciple of the Christ, spiritual I am, Spiritual I am, the schooling of man begins. That's when the schooling of man begins. When you take and surrender the old ideas and conditions so that greater increase of good may come into one's life. Based on Matthew, because Matthew represents the will. You got to have willpower, right? Do the math. Matthew, right? You have to add to yourself. Add on the power of the Most High. Unify. Glorify. Okay? Don't be objectified. You know, and just really let your gift shine. That's the bottom line. So you're going to take a music moment. And I hope this has caused one's interest in 12 and take it upon themselves to look further into it and see how um it has how 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 it feels, you know, to just take on the information of the dynamics of the metaphysics of the number and what it represents in our soul journey here. We can't be conflicted and distracted from the most high and the will of it all. And numbers it's the numbers. We're all in the numbers. Right, and so we want to be and strive to be one of the one forty four understand, so we have to have ourselves be open and receptive to the most high spirit on a daily basis in our walk and how we you know conduct and love and embrace and share blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. And I, I now I'd like to take time to give a shout out to my co-host, The Frequency, that helps to express. Um, that was just the Highness Collective. Have a nice day. Sun Ra Godspell, the Highness Collective, in a moment. Sugar Burn, Down, Job Will Provide, Ocean, Window Pane, F Soul, Greens, the Highness Collective, Monk's Joint, Gem Tree, Don't Break, Xana Romeo, Wake Up, Ocean, Two Minutes of Hate, the Highness Collective, Radio Play, NECA, Book of Job, Emily King, All I Can Become, Ali, Move Like a Mystic, Castle, Love is God, Judy Mawat, Sisters Chant, Earthology, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, and Sarak, I Am That I Am, and John 9, Revolution Lullaby. I want to thank you again for joining me for another episode of Women's Wednesday. I appreciate your blessings and um, positive input that I've received. And um, next week I'll be back, job willing, with the 12 powers of man and the 12 disciplines of mind and really break that down so that ones can understand and we can all grow together and make manifest God's glory here on this great planet that he gave us in Yeshua's name. Blessings and strength.
I'm gonna keep my head high. Never down long enough, cause I'm gonna keep my head high. Never down long enough, cause I'm gonna keep my head high. High, 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 high. Why you're singing, can I get a I mean? We made another day, so now the congregation breathes and lights another candle for the fallen man. And their voices cry a river through the echo of the harmonies. And those who remain standing on the rubble, now branded with the stars of battle, candidly developed through the dark room. The images of stock fuel, life under the bell jar. Sylvia ain't know the half of where I hell start with. Shots ring when angels get their wings and devils on patrol use bodies for targeting shit. We almost make this thing seem rather easy. So cool, why your crew coon for TV? While our grandmothers weep in their graves and memories. Receiving in vain, this change ruin in the remedy is steeped in our pain. I sleep when I'm laying in the belly of the earth until then I'll keep beating on your brain till I'm hurt. Revealing my feelings freely, I put a cap on emotions, hoping it dropped out of ceiling. Impact of the world's weight was too much for my shoulders. Like Atlas, I held my fate because I failed to embrace my blessed healing. And building don't seem to be an option no more. Every time we lay the mortar, bricks and knocks to the floor. So pyramids are still in utero. Dreams are now aboard is why pro life is shaming. So the ghosts are haunting our thoughts. I'm a guilty of course. I'm straight from the cause when empty pages make me question my choice. And I leave the mic alone. Leave the baby souls exposed to withstand the fight alone. I can't do it. That's something my conscience will not condone. So I pledge allegiance to the freedom fighters' blood that won't settle in my bones. I do it for every ghetto and better with broken homes. And better my flow with every poem that I propose. And hope that you get my letters addressed to the future. Gone, gone, gone. Set to minor keys, but 